Hey students, welcome to Answers to Gospel Questions. I'm Brother Lawson. I'm joined by my good buddy uh, and colleague, Brother Eric Wing. How you doing, Brother Wing? I'm doing fantastic. Things are Excellent. great. We are glad that you are here with us, you uh, young adults uh, from the Ozark area and anybody else who's joining us. We're glad that you're you're tuning into this podcast. We hope it's helpful. Today, today, Brother Wing, is Fat Friday. Finding Answers Today, Friday. And uh, it's the day that we take uh, questions from young adults in the area, questions that they've had, and uh, explore answers to those questions. The question that we're going to explore today is a good one. You know, we've been talking this week a little bit about uh, the first vision and uh, the various accounts of the first vision and how sometimes people attack those accounts of the first vision saying things, you know, things like, well, you know, Joseph Smith said different things about them. We explored how to answer that in our last podcast, but this is a great question. The question is, how can we be certain that Joseph Smith actually saw Heavenly Father and Jesus? Now, that's a great question. That's a great question, especially maybe for someone who's, who's even trying to believe that, that God is real. I mean, how would then if how would then we supposed to believe that, that God would appear to Joseph Smith if we're not even sure if God is real in the first place? But this one uh, seems to be pretty specific. How, how can we be certain that Joseph Smith actually saw Heavenly Father and Jesus? I think we got a good answer for this, for this question. And I think that Joseph Smith actually answers this question. Uh, maybe, you know, if, if you're driving or working out or doing something like that, then uh, you might not be able to pop up your scriptures. But uh, Joseph Smith history, chapter one. You only have chapter one of Joseph Smith history, Brother Wing? Yeah, got it. What about chapter two? Do you have chapter two of Joseph Smith history? I wish. I know. There's only a chapter one. I always wonder why there's like, there's a chapter. For, like, maybe there's going to be a chapter two one day. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. In uh, Joseph Smith chapter, uh, Joseph Smith history, uh, we learned from Joseph Smith how to answer that question. How can we be certain that he saw Heavenly Father in Jesus? Really, the question that we're asking is, um, how can we acquire spiritual knowledge, right? Because there's no, to me, Brother Wing, I don't know about you, but to me, there's no, there's no way that anyone is going to be able to extrinsically or physically prove or disprove for that matter, whether or not Joseph Smith saw God or Jesus Christ. And so it's the only way to know whether or not God really did appear to Joseph or didn't appear to Joseph for that matter is if God actually reveals it to you. Uh, and so what can we learn, Brother Wing, from Joseph Smith, from Joseph Smith's own words about how to acquire this spiritual knowledge? Yeah. I mean, it's a fascinating point that you're making. You're essentially saying to know if Joseph Smith saw God the Father and Jesus Christ, we've got to do the things that Joseph Smith did to invite this <laughs> experience that he had. Like he exemplifies by his actions, how to know if his story is authentic. You know, and just to, just to point out, I don't know if Joseph Smith kind of, he may have just kind of stumbled onto this pattern. He wasn't someone that really believed that, uh, that God would actually appear to somebody. I think he believed that God would actually reveal uh, truth to people, but I don't think he went into the Grove of Trees thinking that he was actually going to see Elohim and Jehovah standing above him in the air. 
So what, what did he, what were some of the things that you noticed that Joseph Smith did uh, that allowed him to gain this knowledge that, um, that God and Jesus Christ actually were real, that could then be applied to a question like this, like, how can we be certain that he, that God really did even appear to Joseph Smith? Yeah. So I'm going to look at particularly verses 11 through 20. Uh, in the Joseph Smith history. And just taking those verses, I've kind of looked through this and I can see that first he desired help from God. And so he's, he wants an answer. He describes pr prior to verse 11, how confusing this is for him and difficult. And everybody's got an opinion, you know, very <laughs> sounds a lot like today, you know, and yet uh, where does he go to get answers you know, and so he, he desired help uh, from God and specifically uh, using the scriptures. But and then he also, in addition to desiring this help, he actively and thoughtfully used the means and resources available to him. And so we might do the same. And and, um, you know, we talked about it last time. There are a lot of resources that are available to us on this uh, first vision accounts. And so I just kind of want to time out from our little talk about Joseph Smith and just mention a, a, a couple of these really fast that first of all, they're in the gospel library app that the church provides. Uh, there is a gospel topics essay on the first vision accounts. And it, if you want to just, if you're not, you don't have time right now to read all four of those accounts that Joseph Smith provided that the ones that we have, there's, they give you a little synopsis of there and then a link if you are interested in reading every one. And as well, um, in addition to the Gospel Topics essay, there's perhaps the best talk I've heard that talk about the various accounts of the first vision is a talk by given by Elder Richard J. Maines in May of 2016 at a worldwide devotional. And if you just search for that in the church website, you'll find it. Um, but he goes through all of these and with a, a doctrinal basis for it all as well. So it's a great talk to refer to. And then a third resource, of course, would be the Joseph Smith Papers Project. And if you go on that website, josephsmithpapers.org, and search First Vision Accounts, then you'll find a, a page where they have also the various accounts that Joseph Smith provide, the four that we have. But then they also give the other five uh, secondhand accounts uh, that we have as well. And so there's a, there's a great resource there as well. So someone who has a question um, about, you know, the certainty of Joseph actually seeing God, the father and Jesus Christ um, might find these resources that I just highlighted, especially helpful, but ultimately, like you said, it's going to have to come by revelation. And so what else is here in, in Joseph Smith's example of doing that. So a third thing that I would say that he did is that he patiently waited for the Lord. You know, maybe another way of saying that is that he didn't force God to speak. He believed God could speak, but he didn't force it. And it, there there's indications that this was time past. It wasn't just like he thought of, Hey, which church should I join? And then the next day he had the first vision. Um, he, there seems like there's some time that passed. He worked on this. He studied it. And one day while he was reading the epistle of James, um, he, this verse stands out to him in James 1, 5, but that's a fourth thing that he apparently consistently studied scripture. 
Um, well, just let me stop you just for a yeah. second. Cause you said something, I think that was really interesting. Um, he believed, you said he believed that God could speak to him, but the interesting thing is, is it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to be, uh, he doesn't seem to have any past experience with it. it. Like he doesn't have like this, this significant, you know, I lost my keys one day and I prayed and then God told me where they were and I found them. It seems like all of his, his faith and belief that God speaks comes from what he studied in the scriptures from what other people said or what other people experienced. And I think that's pretty awesome. Actually. I think, I think it's totally okay. I think sometimes uh, someone might believe like really question whether God is real or God is going to reveal it or it speaks because maybe they haven't had a significant experience uh, where they've actually felt that God has spoken to them. Well, you're just in the same boat that Joseph was in when he was 14, but um, Joseph exercised faith in what others had said and what others had experienced. So, yeah, yeah I like that. He actually believes what the Bible said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's going to be, that's going to be key. I think if you want to, to find out if Joseph Smith really saw heavenly father and Jesus, you're, you're going to have to exercise a little bit of faith uh, in this revelation process that, that God is really going to let you know. Yeah. And I don't know how long it was, you know, that he'd been working on this question. Um, but it does seem clear from the record that he was consulting other people but he was also consulting scriptures uh, and and acting upon what he read in those scriptures. So uh, he did apparently, you know, uh, seek help with an open heart. Like he was he was ready so that when when a scripture was a part of him of him getting an answer, it came with great force um, into his heart that he had to be open. Uh, to direction and guidance and a willingness to act uh, on that. So he, um, he pondered the scriptures as well. I kind of put that as a separate thing. So um, he consistently studied, he opened, he had an open heart and he pondered um, what the scriptures were saying. And then he was willing to obey. I really like verse 13 that says at length, I came to the conclusion that I must either remain in darkness and confusion or else I must do as James directs, that is, ask of God. And so because he was reading scripture, not just with an open heart, but also with a willingness to act, uh, that then propelled him to do something different and new and on his own, you know. And I, I think that's true. Like all of us, we might find ourselves in a confusing situation where we just, we don't really know what to do and we can't pass the responsibility off to somebody else. And we just have to kind of go. Um, and act and ultimately believe that God has the power to speak to us individually. And if, and if we're, if we're having trouble believing that God can actually speak to us, then I know of no better place to go to than the, the scriptures. And we're going to learn from this Joseph Smith history from Joseph Smith's example. But I mean, we can learn also from Nephi's example and go read first Nephi 11 or 10 and 11, first Nephi 10 and 11, and see how Nephi heard what, you know, this miraculous dream that Lehi had his father, but he kind of had the same belief that the Lord can speak and that he, the Lord has the power to communicate to Nephi. And so then he was willing to do stuff to invite revelation. 
you know, you meant you mentioned that Joseph had to do stuff that was new, maybe new to him. One of the things that I think I'd like to talk to Joseph Smith about one day is, and this experience that he had is he mentions that um, that when he went into the grove to pray, he he prayed vocally, and he mentioned that that was the uh, they never had, in his life had prayed vocally before. Now I don't know if he's referring to like he never prayed vocally about this particular issue or if he has never prayed vocally, usually as a family, you know, family, his family would pray, but his dad would do most of the praying. I'm not sure if this was not the first time Joseph Smith ever offered a personal prayer in his life where just him talking with, with God for the first time. I'm not sure if that that's the case, but I would like to ask him what his motivation was to pray vocally. And because I think it's, I think that's a genius way to go about getting a revelation uh, is to pray vocally. And the reason why I feel that way is, you know, it's, you know, if you're not careful when you're praying, if you're just praying in your head, you start, you know, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank, you know, it's kind of hot today. It was really warm and man, I wonder if it's going to be hot tomorrow. I'm going to check my phone real quick and see what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. Oh, I was praying. I forgot. Okay. Let me start this over. But when you're praying vocally, there seems to be a little bit more uh, intent and uh, behind it and a little bit more um, maybe seriousness behind that, that prayer. And I'm not sure if that's why Joseph Smith did it or if Joseph Smith didn't know that there was, you could even pray just in your heart. Maybe he just thought, well, this is how you do it. But either way, I think it really, it, it's almost a signal to God that you're pretty serious about this and you'd really like to know answers. And so I'd encourage you if, if you're uh, out there thinking, I wonder if Joseph really did, how, how would I know if he actually saw Heavenly Father? One, in, in addition to what we've talked about so far, try praying vocally. Find a place where you can uh, pray out loud and talk to Heavenly Father about it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Test it out. Anything else you want to bring up, Brother Wing, that uh, a student 